No, my heart and my key, Dana Hortaka. Welcome to the panel. Our international Wallace Chapman with you. Today, the UK saw temperatures of more than 40 degrees Celsius for the first time. Climate scientists have expressed shock at the heat. That just after four on the panel. Also, 19 countries have passed the electric vehicle tipping point. So, has New Zealand find out today? It's believed that 5% is the tipping point. And I want to hear from you this afternoon. Have you bought an EV? Have you found it fantastic or are you underwhelmed? Be honest with me. Also today, new research shows Pacific workers are earning up to 24% less than their Pākehā counterparts. A very significant gap. And... One environmentalist school teacher compares big game fishing to rodeo or even big game hunting and is against his school being part of a game fishing scholarship. Cancel culture gone mad or an enlightened viewpoint. With me today, Alexia Russell, freelance journalist who is back filling in on the detail for the next few weeks. Alexia, kia ora, welcome. Kia ora, Wallace. Also, Simon Pound, who is a brand consultant at Previously Unavailable, also co-founder at Ingrid Starnes. And by the way, the Business is Boring podcast, as he does, uh, is uh, or was New Zealand's best business podcast at the uh, Podcast Awards. Congratulations, Simon. Kia ora. Uh, thank you so much. Kia ora koutou katoa. Good to have you both in the studio. This first, though, people that have cold showers swear by them. They can't stop raving about them. And there is science, apparently, behind the benefits. Reduced stress levels, more robust immune system, and even weight loss. So we thought we'd get clinical psychologist, author, writer, speaker, Dr. Saab Johal, who has been having cold showers now for about a month. Dr. Johal, kia ora. Kia ora, Wallace. You've been building up to them, haven't you? Your showers now are, I understand, up to three minutes long. Yeah, that's right. I've been taking these for about a month now. Started off from reading Wim Hof's book, known as The Iceman. And I read it and I was like, oh, perhaps there's something in this. But it read a little bit like a a pyramid marketing scheme, to be honest. So I thought, right, I'm going to dig around in the research, see what I can find. I'm going to try this out myself. Why I was interested in this, uh, because uh, I have become a cold shower aficionado. So I have one every morning after the gym. Uh, inadvertently, I turned on the tap the wrong way uh, <laughs> and freezing cold water came out, turned it off and thought, that feels great. I feel alive. <laughs> um, what's the science behind it? So it looks like it can do a few different things. I, I haven't tried it like that, Wallace. I, I tend to have a little bit of a warm shower first and then I turn on the cold shower. But um, what it seems to do is that it can stimulate... Um, what's known as the vagus nerve. Now, that stimulation or, you know, the yelping jolt that you get seems to do something to spark your nervous system. It increases your alertness, your clarity, your energy levels, and also that endorphin release as well. And that's what leads to those feelings of well-being and even optimism sometimes. Yep, no, I love it. Cold shower. I'm speaking to a cold shower uh, fellow fan. Let's start with Simon Pound. You strike me as a cold shower person in the morning. (laughs) What have you... You're there. I, I am not a hot, not a super hot shower, but I, I don't really get the, um, you know, do something that's absolutely horrid to then enjoy the rest of your day more. In the morning, what I like to do is have like um, a coffee and a little square of chocolate. Oh, and that's, that starts me out in the day in a good mode without having to do something like 
have a cold shower for three minutes. What about you, Alexia? Yeah, I was going to say coffee ticks all those boxes as far as I can see. I mean, if I'm in a super hurry, I just turn the shower on, get in straight away, and then it gradually goes warm by the time I'm finished. So I've never had a cold shower. But, you know, and in the, I go winter sailing a little bit, and I'll jump into the sea to... Instead of there having any shower, but yeah, someone says Ice Man no. is a revolution. Do research, change your life. How long can you hold your breath? I don't know about that, um, Saab. But can you just explain to the listeners the feeling of optimism, the the, the the revolutionary feeling of joy that one has after a cold shower? Don't know about three minutes. Quite frankly, uh, maybe sixty seconds for me. Yeah, well, you know, I started off with 30 seconds and the first 20 seconds are definitely the worst. And it was just like a little experiment. But I got curious after those last 10 seconds being okay. And then I extended it out to 60 seconds. Took me about five days to get used to that. Pushed it out a little more. And then I realized, hey, why don't I play some music whilst this is going on too? And that just makes the time disappear. Now, the research seems to be that between two and three minutes is the optimal kind of like period of time to really get that endorphin boost. But just a word of warning, get some medical advice if you have any kind of like heart disease at all, because you don't want to put extra stress on your heart, which is what that cold water can do, particularly if you're starting off from zero straight to cold. Yeah, so make sure you check in with your GP or do get medical advice. Just don't jump in willy nilly to the cold shower. Uh, Are you going to keep on going with it? Yeah, I actually look forward to it now. I love it. It's like that, those two minutes where I've got the music on, they just pass by. But three minutes is a bit much. Two yeah. minutes is my sweet spot. Yeah. Have I, has Saab convinced you, Alexia? You're just kind of shaking your head. I think if you have to have music on to get through your shower, there's something wrong with the way you're showering. <laughs> Apparently it's something that, like, samurai used to do. I saw it a couple of years ago pop up as, you know, the cold shower thing uh, for, for being a bit aesthetic and starting the day. But I get a lot of feelings of uh, optimism uh, from the idea of not having a cold shower. Oh, good grief, Simon. Um, I, I want to just finish on this, uh, Saab, and just a, a very different topic because mask wearing has been the issue uh, of the panel the last week, and this came up with this uh, photograph of the Prime Minister not wearing a mask with youth MPs. That received a lot of backlash. I just wanted to get your take on that. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, this is curious, isn't it? I, I don't know exactly what's happened here, but there's a clash definitely between the, the, the government messaging and then this photo that's come out as well. And, and I don't know the circumstances. Maybe it was a brief moment, but it looks like that would have to be fairly orchestrated for everybody to have the, their masks all off at the same time. So it is, I think, unfortunate. You know, and I don't know how much difference a single photograph is going to make. I think that you have got a group of people who think that we should be masking and I'm one of them uh, and most public health uh, experts are saying masking indoors where you're in close proximity to other people and you've got a group of people who are perhaps the opposite who are saying you know we're sick of it we want to get over it we want to take masks off I think the crucial bit here is that in this time of uncertainty everybody's looking for a bit of leadership around what should we be doing in this uncertain time and I think that where the advice and the photo seem to clash, it sends a mixed signal. And I think that that's possibly pretty unhelpful. I think that criticism, Wallace, is extremely unfair because if you read down to the bottom of that Herald article this morning, the photographer asked them all to take off their masks for the photo. So the masks were off for a split second. If you're a youth MP, it's the best thing you've done in your life. Do you really want a photograph where you can't even see who else is there? So so the Prime Minister says to the photographer, uh, we're not going to take the mask off. Well, she didn't, obviously. No, but she should, shouldn't she? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, I, 
No, I, no, I just don't think it should have made, been made a big deal out of just hey, to send a message. We'll let you go, Dr. Jahar. Keep up the good work with the cold showers. I'm with you on this one and keen to see if any other listeners um, are big cold shower fans as well. But just continuing on this for this couple of minutes, you think it's okay, you think it's um, unfair, the criticism. Simon Powell, we're in the middle of a pandemic, you've got all these people, including youth MPs, no masks on. You know what? It's so hard because I'm all for masks inside, right? And I went along to an event last uh, last week. There were about 150 people inside. And I went in with my mask being all like, well, it's a good idea if I'm with 150 other people in a room breathing their, their spit globules. I'd better, better have my mask on. And no one had a mask on. And then I felt like a big wally, like I was making a big fuss and took it off like a weak person of no conviction because I didn't want to seem like I was making a big fuss. And like that's the kind of thing that we're, we're, we're going against here is that, you know, that, that, that kind of concern that you are being a little bit over the top or something. But, you know, the advice is pretty simple and it's what we should be doing. So I think in theory it's very easy to say, oh, well, you know, it's if you should wear it, you should wear it. But um, we just don't have that convention in our culture around it yet. And it, and it can feel quite hard to do sometimes. Well, or to be I don't the know. I, mean, I, was, I was at the gym this morning and everyone didn't have a mask. I had a mask. What's so hard about it? Does anyone else feel like a Wally when they're the only person no. caring about it? No. Yeah. Okay. The thing about this thing is, is it was a gotcha <laughs> moment. You know, for the sake of taking a mask off, which are probably all had in their hands. Helen Clark says, Helen Clark has said, indeed, it's shocking to see the unmasked youth parliament. What on earth are they thinking? New Zealand is in the middle of a pandemic surge. Well, I think the shocking thing was that they released the photo. <laughs> yeah, because that's the that's the signal, isn't it? Is the photo? Yeah, it's that's not a great political sig- symbol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very, very good. Um, now, a, a lot of response regarding uh, EVs, a lot of response regarding EVs. Uh, so I look forward to uh, my Hyundai Icon. I've just bought that and I uh, never look back, never look back. Got our leave 18 months ago, was paying $80 a week fuel and thousands each year on repairs on a Suzuki Vitara. Now it costs us 6 bucks a week electricity and total repairs, 60 bucks of punctures. That would have happened anyway. We love it, says Mike and Tower. It's time for I've Been Thinking. Alexia Russell, take it away. The other week my husband and I were walking along Long Bay Beach. It was serene. You know, that one of those Fifty Shades of Grey days where everything's kind of wintry and cool. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> and along came a jet ski. And it got me thinking, what is an invention that has left the world worse off? And I thought, well, actually, you couldn't really count jet skis because they're good for rescuing people. But I thought maybe it's cigarettes that great weren't question. great from the art set. Maybe what it's is, Twitter. What is one invention that has made the world worse off? Well, maybe I've, it's well, leaf blowers. Well, I've got one. The hacky sack. Yeah, I think it's a weird one. I think like <laughs> The hacky sack. Because, because hacky sackers... Uh, when I was I can't tell, they thought they owned the world. They thought they owned the front lawn of Otago University. Can I just have they a guess arrogant? that you weren't particularly good at it? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Is really this all a, about your coordination, that's Willis? That's really beside the point. That's a <laughs> moot point. I'm talking about the arrogance of hacky sackers in the 80s. It was terrible. That and the electric knife. Um, because nothing good came of the electric knife. Electric knives are quite good for cutting up polystyrene. Okay, didn't know that. Simon? I reckon veggie sausages are a terrible invention because any meat eater who eats a veggie sausage 
finds them so terrible. They think, well, there's no way I'm ever going to stop eating meat because I don't want to be stuck with these awful things. Tastes like sawdust and jibboard. Have you actually tried one recently? No. No, no you we, said that's your problem. No, I haven't, haven't eaten red meat in years and years and regularly try all of them. And most of the veggie sausages miss the beauty of a sausage, which is like... What's that, Simon? Fat. Delicious fat. And they're all kind of dry and, you know, you know, sage this and – but you don't want that. You want the, you want the oily goodness. Yeah. Um, the good ones have things like cheese in them, so vegetarian but not, not vegan. Okay. Hey, but but no, terrible can... invention because it keeps people from cutting back their meat because they don't want to be stuck with these awful yeah. things. Oh, it's Simon Pound, I've been thinking. I've, um, I spent last week up in uh, Matapuri at um, Sandy Bay and it was just gorgeous. We went up there with the kids and for my – I've been thinking I'd like to do um, – a little bit of like travel influencer, except um, very old school uh, in the radio sense. Um, don't even have a <laughs> – no one's paid for this, obviously. Um, but just had the most magic time up there. Went to the new Handavasa Museum in Whangarei, which is – How is it? It's so well realised. Like it's quite oh. a funny thing, right? Like it's very eccentric. Um, it kind of feels like a kindergarten project that got like realised to the nth degree. You know, have you ever seen those pictures where they go – we made a horse that looks like the horse that a kid grew. It's kind of like the build a kid drew. It's kind of like yeah. the building version of that. It's got that whimsy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but then he is this incredibly serious, pretentious artist guy. And there's a video in there which is hilarious, where he's so serious, but everything's so frivolous and fun. Um, but his his life and his his concepts and his ideas are all so interesting and so worth kind of celebrating and learning. And the people uh, in the museum were fantastic and fantastic guides, and it was great. And then the I images- must go. I've been to the toilet. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I loved it. Yeah, yeah. It was a very good toilet, wasn't it? Have you seen that, Have you been that, to the... Kawakawa you're talking about? Oh, yeah. uh, but yeah. it's a haunted bus of toilet? Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's very Kawa good toilet. Kawa. The Whangarei ah. one's new. It's very good, thank you. Yeah. Uh, two-stroke leaf blowers, they're the worst. That yes. is the worst invention, you see, coming through. <laughs> Alexia Russell, Simon Powell with me this afternoon on the panel. Stay with us, four to five, right here.